All right. Mm-hmm. Glad that bug's back. Mm-hmm. Green. Where it doesn't do the transition. Yeah, screen. that's fun. Mm-hmm. Hello, friends. Uh, welcome back to another evening of D and D. Paul, can you hear us? No. Yes. Okay. Looking <laughs> <laughs> for the unmute button. Very good. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, in the same place it was last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotta find it, though. He's wearing sunglasses. He's wearing sunglasses. He's really, sunglasses. really <laughs> impairing his vision. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're Not Great RPG, and we are here for the city of Oshwamp once again, our Tuesday evening campaign. Thank you all for coming back for The Horrors Within. DJ, your band for mm-hmm. volume control. Bane's carry over to this campaign. <laughs> no, 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 so bad. <laughs> I can't wait to die. <laughs> uh, I'm always done, but I'm playing Ethier tonight. Hopefully. <laughs> I guess. At least at first. <laughs> at least yeah, at least for now. We'll see how that goes uh, as the time progresses. Mm-hmm. I'm not Lawrence. I've never been Lawrence. That name's <laughs> arbitrary, but tonight I play Yalumla. Mm-hmm. My name's uh, Paul, and I'm playing uh, the new owner of this wonderful swamp, uh, Felix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name's Glenn, and I can be playing Vorst for the foreseeable future until John decides otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Sarah, and I play Retora, who is sometimes a bear. Mm-hmm. It's true. Hi, I'm DJ, and I play Nesgrim. I mean, I'm Nesgrim, and I play DJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First on the list. What list, John? It's not on paint. Have to try to on skin somewhere. It is. It John's is. List. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let me just uh-huh. cross that out. <laughs> <laughs> You're next. <laughs> the cold. Uh, yeah, I'm John, uh, the dungeon master for this. <laughs> whatever nonsense tragedy that we're running through. Uh, but last time, Bitten by Frost, we battled a modified Burhag, which attempted to pull our friends in using the tempestuous winds from her cauldron. Uh, we successfully kind of fanned out in a incredibly strategic W pattern, which I really appreciate the the thinking of people that evidently <laughs> didn't actually realize we were doing. Uh-huh, I did that purpose. <laughs> No fucking idea. I mean, some of us did. It's fine. Some of us understood the W-shaped pattern to try to minimize the cone-based effects for what was going on. Uh, The ice wall from the hag attempted to split and divide our party to make things a little bit more uh, localized uh, for some of the area of effect attacks that the bear hag did have. Um, Yeah, we consistently ducked, like, dodged, dipped, ducked, and dodged. In and out of combat, uh, over and over again. Yeah, DJ, right? Uh, utilizing the elevation of the wagon, trying to keep her away from her cauldron. She called down a an icy storm of hail that made some difficult terrain. We continue to give chase uh, with the frontal assault, attempting to do our best to continuously flank her to make it where uh, we gain the best mechanical benefits that we possibly could inside of our combats. 
she utilized her Fey Step as a Winter Eldrin to attempt to get close to her Cauldron as she then devoured <laughs> the corpse of Desiel uh, after she jumped in and we broke the Cauldron correctly, concluding the lair actions for the combat. Uh, we found her inside of a pool of acid as she was herself damaged by this. Uh, simply an act of desperation. Uh, she attempted to climb up the wall. Retora, as a bear, swept her legs out from under her, knocking her on her ass on the opposite side of the wall. Climbed up and over the wall. Everybody else went around it. We surrounded her while she was on the ground, uh, continually beating the shit out of her before Forrest eventually claimed her head as she attempted to run away to collect Mary Bell's body and leap into the weird gravy well that I put there. It's not actually gravy. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Wait, like gravy-like or gravy? Like, I didn't know when we would get there. I wanted They're to be big and grab gravy. Yeah, right? <laughs> They're also stuffing, mm -hmm. mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. Inside the house, you're getting there. Oh, oh. Well, we're making dinner. What, what, what kind of gravy are we talking? Not the right kind. <laughs> not, <laughs> not good. Grave-like mm -hmm. or like gravy? Can't believe it's not gravy. <laughs> Welcome to not gravy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we are gravy. Oh. <laughs> we are. We're not gravy. <laughs> We're not gravy. We're not actually this gravy. Is not gravy RPG. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Voris claimed the Burhag's head and started to remove her teeth as we investigated her belongings. Found that she had nothing, in fact, on her person whatsoever outside of the clothing that she was indeed wearing. Uh, Corin went over and checked on Mary Bell, ensuring that she was still unconscious but not transformed yet. Whew. Uh, Vors began skidding the Burhag's head for Ethier's wonderful vision times. Uh, the other party members began to split off as a few of them, Nesgrim primarily, went over to explore the crates that were at the side of the hut, uh, finding that there were many, many bodies and pieces of bodies inside. Uh, definitely not a box that should be open. Uh, he quickly shut the box back, returned to his party, Ethier started to do his visions, Saw some weird shit in the first one. Uh, that's a cool vision. But because not everybody in the party knows it yet, we're not going to go over it. If you want to know it, read the recap. Uh, man, so many things. Uh, Vorst, Yalumlo, and Nesgrim split off to start to go towards the hut itself to check the insides. While Felix and Retora and Corin watched over Ethier as he performed his second vision to attempt to offer peace to the individual. Again, vision that not everybody knows about won't go over. Read the recap. Um, which is effectively where we're picking up. Uh, Don and Sarah, see you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Paul, I'll call you in a moment because we're picking up. I will make sure that Don messages you or I message you, so this way you're good. Uh, but the other three of you, I have begun to describe the <laughs> entrance to the Hag Hut. The various belongings on the wall, uh, the same style shelves that we have, these small circular shaped rounded bottom potion vials and other uh, vials and things that were uh, containing the effectively uh, frozen in time remains of small nefarious swamp-like creatures. Uh, and we are picking up with Vorst catching the oh-so-familiar fragrance of the incenses of cinnamon and vanilla. You guys are still standing in this threshold. The door ajar inwards, kind of obscuring the portion of the left side of the room. Uh, Nesgrim was at the front, followed by Yalomlo and then Vorst. I'm first on the list. 
Yes, DJ. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> There's a list. There is, in fact, a list. Yes, oh. this is list. It's a walking order. You're uh-huh. the first. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, if I remember, I did have light on my shield. You shoulder. have light on your shield, uh-huh. yes. So you are indeed <coughs> casting out 20 feet of bright light and then 20 feet of dim outside of it. Uh, in terms of the ambient light inside of the walls, you can see that there's some source... Uh, you're not able to distinguish in terms of where it is located. The room itself, for what you're able to see currently, it's obviously rectangular because you had seen the outside of the hut itself. It looks like it would be longer on the side walls for going back towards the edge. Mm. You can see that it's about 20 feet for what you had approached it, so you would have... I guess I'll make it 25 feet just in terms of easiness of mathematics. You're the 5 foot in the center, you got 10 feet to the right, 10 feet to the left. Uh, but yeah, you can definitively see that, you know, 20-ish feet going back uh, in the bright light cast by your shield. Smells the floor like... inside as well looks like it's a nice dark oak construction, as I said before, though it does have that same kind of consistency where it's the the wetness, that little bit of a sheen for the awareness that the wood itself is soaking up some of the moisture from the ground uh, below. Yeah. Indicating uh, that there's not a basement. Are you going to move forward? We don't all fit in the door. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Hang on. Um, step in. Mm-hmm. Do the other two of you begin to follow? Uh, yeah, I'm going to follow behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's say you step about five feet in, and would you go to one of the two sides to accommodate the people? Uh, I would look around first. Sure. Just kind of give like a scan of the room. Sure. You may make me a very active perception check. Here, I'll move my 69 first. Damn it. (laughs) Actually, it's not terrible. 12. 12? Yeah. You see definitively the things that had previously been described to you. You can see that going back about the 25 feet, as you step five more feet in, the light illuminating from your shield hits a back wall. Uh, You can see that in the back wall uh, there is a large oak-laden door. It is currently closed. Uh, It does not look as though it has a knob on the door, though. It looks simply like it is framed into the wall itself. Uh, Now that you are five feet in, subsequently, you would also be able to see the left side of the wall. You see matching shelves. Okay. No real ambient light in this room, though. Yeah, then I would step to the uh, right to Mm -hmm. give room to everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a weird door there with no knob. Mm -hmm. Uh, does there appear to be like a gap in the bottom of the door where it would? Yes, absolutely. There no light, no from light. The opposite side. And the door is, you said, on the back wall. On the back wall, opposite of the wall from which you are entering. From the outside of the hut, did it seem like it was that long? I didn't like walk around it and really look, but mm-hmm. yeah, it would hut. seem like that would yeah, make would sense like that there was a small more space back, back there. there. Correct. Um. Does it smell like that's the or like that room would be the origin of the smell? As the person who smelled the smell, yes, <laughs> I <laughs> indeed <laughs> smelt it. Yes, I mean, <laughs> smelt it. he who smelt it mm-hmm. has dealt it. Mm-hmm. So it was. So it should be. Um. Yeah, I'll even say that as for the two of you with such high passive perception scores, uh, especially with the goggles, uh, you're able to see the faintness of small, almost looks like pillars of smoke that descend out at the corners 
where the bottom of the door would be, so that thin threshold at the bottom. You can see they kind of jut out almost in diagonal uh, patterns outside of the door. I'm gonna... Very thin, light gray smokes. Do you think there's any... What's behind it? If we can't open it, there must be something back there. Don't know if we can open it yet? Can always go check. Uh, the hag is dead. Sure. Um, yeah, I'll s- step forward and knock on the door. Just make sure that it is hollow behind it. Fantastic. Damn it. <laughs> uh, are the two of you approaching the door <coughs> with him, or would you watch? Yeah, I mean, I'd be following behind him. him. Same thing. Yep. Yeah. You approach the door and you realize that you know as you are right at it just effectively looks as though this door is designed to be one-sided, as though it is only supposed to be open from the inside. You give a good hefty knock. Mm-hmm. And you hear the scratching of wood, all of you wood, on wood, as though a chair is being scratched as it pushes away from some sort. Gonna step immediately to the left. Doors here? Mm-hmm. That way. Huh! And you two watch as Nesgrim steps to the side. Something wrong, Nesgrim. Um, there's wood scratching on the other side. I think something might be coming. Yes, well, whatever it is must have hurt us outside. Yes? Probably. If it is capable of opening a door, and it heard the commotion and did not come, perhaps it isn't hostile. Sure. Or perhaps it thought... Did we ever learn that hag's name? You guys didn't. Okay. Maybe it thought the hag would be able to handle us on her own. Perhaps. There's only one way to find out. the squeaking of wood on the other side of the door. Just gonna stand here and wait for that door to open. Are you holding your shield up or what? Uh, No. No. I would... I would have it not, like, down by my side. Sure. I would have it up, but pointed at the wall. Okay. So that way the light that was being cast off of it would be pressed up against the wall and hopefully sure. not... Blinding whoever opened the door. <laughs> yeah! Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any of the other two of you doing anything as this thing approaches the door on the other side? I'd keep my shield up, mm-hmm. like, to my chest, but mm-hmm. not, like, blocking my face or anything. Just up. Mm-hmm. Not in any sort of, like... I want this person to think that I'm immediately hostile as soon as they come out of here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to dismiss my blade. Okay. I'm going to make sure that if Nazgrim decides to attack this door that he has to attack through me. Okay, so... Nazgrim, Yalumlo... He said he dipped to the left. Mm-hmm. Correct, so you would be the one in the center of the door frame now. <clears throat> would you be on the right of Yalumlo, behind Yalumlo, or behind Nazgrim? I'd probably be to his right, but, like, behind his shoulder. Okay. So, you know, a half step back behind you, Olive Love. Yeah. You hear this soft clicking on the other side as though something is being inserted into a lock on the other side. You hear this handle begin to twist and turn, the scraping of familiar iron against locks. You watch as this door pulls in. You see a woman standing there. She is about five foot five. She's got a... The sides of her head are shaved. She's got 
beautiful orange reddish hair kind of like a gingery color like the same mm. as our candlelight up in a twisted bun right at the back of her head kind of like a high bun you can see that she's wearing these beautiful luxurious purple silk robes kind of matching draped over her chest and her shoulders they loosely hang low off of her arms and her sleeves you can see that her skin is incredibly ivory but it almost has this strange sense of illumination to it like a pale white light glowing persistently she stands here in this threshold you can see that her feet are currently bare she is standing barefoot against this wood the robes hang down just above her ankles covering the majority of her form oh um good afternoon can't say I was expecting to find anyone else at this residence. Uh, it is my home, after all. I'm very happy to see each of you make your way out here into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you said this is your home? Yes. And the other that we confronted outside. Ah, dead is intended. Is intended. Of course. Thank you. Um, perhaps you could elaborate? Not needed any longer. But perhaps some of these are Curiosities are best discussed over a lovely cup of tea. I do enjoy a good herbal blend, as you can, I believe, smell, my friend. That is true. But I tempt you all with a cup. I will politely decline, but thank you. Ah, yes, bad experiences. Indeed, yeah. She was, uh... Well, misbehaving. It's unfortunate. What would have been the proper behavior? Not poisoning your tea. Oh, that's good. Yes, uh, such wicked, nefarious things are impolite mm. for such an individual with great potential as you. <laughs> potential? Yes. You must not know me very well. I know you far too well, sir. And it is a good thing that I know you too well. But I wish to know you more. I wish to know each of you so much more. You seem more amenable to conversation than your compatriot. Uh, she was young and volatile. Very bitter at the way of the world. Mm. And, well, it isn't really customary for us to eliminate one of our own unless she makes efforts to do the same to another with no treachery on her behalf. Uh, well, we do have principles we live by. And one of them is politeness. I don't suppose that you know <clears throat> why we are here. 
Oh, the soul of the child outside? Indeed. Of course. Please, uh, let us have a seat. I believe this will be a very interesting evening. You watch as she just beckons behind you. Um, I'm sure you would like to meet us, and it seems you know quite a lot about us already. Uh, would you prefer to wait for the rest of our group? They'll be here momentarily. Yes, I'm, I'm sure they'll have questions as well. Your wonderful friend, Mr. Ethier, is almost done. But until then, we can at least enjoy a brief moment of privacy, can we not? Very well. Is there spots to sit? Yeah, you watch as she waves her hands, and all of a sudden, these small pieces of furniture that were sitting in various corners of the room begin to slide. You see two halves of a circular table kind of meet in the opening space, maybe about seven, eight feet behind you guys. Damn, that's efficient. Right? <laughs> and you watch these small chairs effectively piece themselves together from small fragments of wood and a line around the circular table. Oh, please. I'll go take a seat. Grab a seat. The tea this time, I assure you, sir, is not as it was with Desiel. And it would be impolite to decline, wouldn't it? It would. And watch as she just kind of slowly drops her one hand, reaches it backwards, and you see her hand twist and beckon, and this small table begins to slide out like a coffee table, a small square-shaped one, slides up right behind her. You see this small, beautiful, ornate porcelain teacup set. Purple and white this time. Not the same color as the one that was given to Desio. You will forgive our hesitation, I am sure, since you know of the previous experience. Yes, certainly. Uh, if it would make you feel better. You watch as she reaches down and picks up the kettle itself and tilts it. And you watch as this beautiful amber-colored liquid just floats down into her mouth. Ah, you get the strong odor of cinnamon and vanilla. Mm, gotcha. Warming a feeling I do cherish. I will mime taking a sip. I mean, she hasn't given you tea yet. Well, it's fair. I thought mm -hmm. she did. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, she pulled the table up to her. Okay. There are cups there. The cups are currently empty. She has the tea kettle in her hand. Are you taking a seat as well, Jessica? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you take a seat adjacent to your good friends. She picks up a small silver platter that these items are on on this small coffee table and walks over with it in one hand and begins placing teacups down in front of you. Slowly, methodically begins to pour tea from the same tea kettle out into cups in front of you. Clear liquid. Uh, it's like an amber color. Absolutely. But not, uh, not thick with mud. <laughs> no, not thick with mud. Yes. Yeah, in terms of clear for viscosity, yes, it is simply a liquid. I will mind taking a sip, pretend like I do, but not really. Absolutely. 
it's fine. So. Really. I'm sure. She reaches over to your teacup. May I? Sure. She takes the teacup from your hand and you watch as she again holds it above her mouth and tilts it ever so slightly so some small droplets of tea land on her tongue. Again. So. I do not know what other evidence you require. Still a bit, a bit hesitant, as I'm sure you could imagine. I would be as well. I'll take a sip of the tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, warm, very flavorful, aromatic. Goes down smooth and easy. I believe, Nurse Graham, that she is being honest. At least in this. And... Warm my hands with it. To be fair, I do not think that... At least I don't think that I could handle another fight like the one we just had. Mm. Perhaps we should accept the circumstances that we are in. Circumstances sure. like this, politeness is key. Sure. Yeah. And I'll start drinking it normally. Speaking mm -hmm. of, ma'am, uh, didn't you seem to know our names? You seem to know who we are. Oh, uh, forgive me. It is not often that I actually have uh, many visitors arrive. Uh, my name is Laverna. It is truly good to meet all of you. So, you knew we were coming? Yes. Why... Why did you bring us here? Other than to kill your friend you couldn't get rid of. I didn't bring you here. You chose to come here, did you not? True. I think he means, why did you allow us this far? Oh, into my home? Yes. Oh, you're such interesting people. Curious, your decisions so far. The things that you all have done. And I am ever in need of good people such as yourselves for what purpose the world is dark and scary out here indeed i like the dark part not the scary part okay it is that that i am well trying to handle i suppose you could say the risk of being too forward I do not suppose that you would be willing to discuss again the terms of the child's soul. Hmm. Of course. Uh, sadly, uh, it is not common for us to give up one of our own. That is what I've heard. Uh, she is now no longer, uh, I suppose you could say, the finale to... A coffin that was to be formed here. But there is still hope for future. And as such, Mary Bell's soul becomes a bit more hmm. Amenable. Less essential. Hmm. Certainly. Could be said that way. And what sorts of things might you 
be interested in of a similar value. Hmm. Hard to say. You all have different things that you're celebrated for, yes? In your own regards? You could say that, yes. I'm not certain what is fair, you know? I'm afraid that all of us are essential for one reason or another to something that I believe is bigger than all of us. Yes, as am I. Essential. But it is good to bring folks like us together, especially in times such as these. Oh, so troubled. More so than in a very long time. Why do you believe that is? Oh, probably because of you lot. Oh. Yes. Have you seen other groups such as ours? Well, not as directly. No. But many years have passed. As have the people of that group. Sadly. Unsuccessful. It, it seems. It would appear, yes. I do not suppose it would be in your interest to see success on our part? Hmm. To a degree, of course, yes. There are many things out here in the old parts of the world that are scarier than even I consider myself to be. Like what? Hmm. Old bones, Mr. Neskrim. You mean the bones of the ancients? Hmm. You could call them that, yes. They are, in fact, ancient, are they not? They are. Why are they scary to you? They're just bones. Yes. Just bones. If you continue to look at the world in just such simple, direct notions, you will always see bones as just bones. Do you know what these bones once belonged to? Mm. Great figures. Large. So fitting. Not. Not things that really wander any longer. Great creatures. Tall. Imposing. Some giants, some others. More horrible, more malicious. If they are no longer, what is it that could change such a thing? Death is not permanent. As you two are both keenly aware. Yes, but both of those were much shorter time frames. These bones, it seems, have been here a very long time. Yes. 
why dead so long and yet at risk of returning the power it takes to restore such grand things to life is not as simple as the things that have brought the two of you back some magics are grander and take much more than simple stones to return things to the flesh. Is this a process that you yourself understand? In part, yes. A thing that I have spent centuries studying, but my limitations are on a much smaller scale. And you plan to use us to meet your end? Not your, that, not, not, I'm going to kill you. It's not what I meant. Realize that's how that sounded. It's okay, Nesgrim. Use us to achieve your goals. Oh, not use you. Things can be mutually beneficial, can they not? Employ us, we could say. Utilize. I would see you as my equals. So work with. Of course. Have to forgive me, I... I have not yet had an experience with one of your nature in which there was not a gain on your behalf and a loss on the other side. Hmm. Fair. Not all of my kind are so inclined, but consider me strange, if you must. I have no problems with being strange. Very well. You've already offered us untainted tea. Perhaps there is a a bargain to be had that is in fact mutually beneficial. I do enjoy fairness. Can you message Paul? Thank you. You guys hear the footsteps hitting the exterior wood stone or wood steps. The small two, right at the threshold. Oh, the th- three of you. What's your walking order? Uh, I'd probably be in the front. Mm-hmm. I imagine I would probably be after him. Mm-hmm. Aether, Retora, Felix. Uh, you guys, as you're approaching, Corin is still holding Mary Bell, yep. waiting outside. Uh, only about 10 feet, so obviously with an earshot. Yep. Uh, as you guys approach, uh, you can see that the inside of this small hut is moderately well lit, but you can discern that the lighting is coming from our good friend Nesgrim's shield. Uh, as you approach, you can see that about 10 feet inside of the hut, uh, there is a small circular table with little stools, very much like how mm. I am sitting on with small backs. Uh, you see Vorst, Yalamlo, and Nesgrim seated with beautiful white and purple porcelain teacups in front of them. And a average height humanoid woman with shaved 
sides of her head. Gingerish candlelight hair. Tied up into a high bun, twisted like a knot. She's wearing luxurious large purple robes and she is sitting here with your three friends, enjoying a cup of tea. Do they turn when we walk in? That's up to them. I mean, I'd turn as I heard them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at y'all in those eyes and make sure there's not, like, some glazed cloudiness over. glazed over. Are you still wearing the goggles? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you see these Fuck. big old goggly <laughs> eagle eyes. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll speak into Ether's mind. Mm-hmm. Welcome, friends. Uh, what What is happening? I think perhaps you should take a seat. It yes. would be what? You know, everybody's best interest, I think. Join us, friends. Uh, what did you say her approximate height was? About five foot six. She's taller than me. She is also seated on a chair at the head of the table. Uh, so for the, the individuals who are just entering into the hut, you can see that it is a dark oaken laid floor. It has that little beautiful sheen that slightly wet wood would have as though soaking up the moisture from the swamp below it. Uh, you can see that the walls are similarly constructed wood and you have the same curved style shelves with small vials of potions with circular bottoms. Inside each of these potions looks to be a small Creature. A woodland creature. Rats, squirrels, other small things that are contained inside of these vials. You can see that in each of them, as you're inside of this area, looks as though it's filled with an intense fog. But it almost looks chilled. So in the same way sure. that the, uh, the ice wall that appeared outside, it has that same frosted over as though a moment frozen in time with each of these things kept inside of these vials. Well, but you see this woman, and she beckons you inside. Uh, long, baggy sleeves that kind of have that grand opening. Just kind of hang down as she just waves her arms. And you watch as she waves her arms. Three chairs from the sides slide over to the center of the table to join, adjacent to each of your friends. I'm going to look over to Nesgrim. Uh, Nesgrim? Uh, yeah. How do his eyes look? His eyes look fine. Okay. Uh, did you tell... Perception check. Okay. Natural 20. His eyes look very fine. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) The finest eyes you've ever seen. (laughs) They look like good old beautiful Nesgrim eyes. He pauses for a moment. Did you tell Wembley that we were coming? What? Okay, great. I'll go over and have a seat now. (laughs) Wembley! (laughs) Uh, I'm going to lean back outside the door Mm -hmm. and look at Corin. Cool. And in his mind, I will say, there is another here, Mm -hmm. but she seems welcoming. Yeah, you watch as Corin just kind of, his eyes slowly pull up from Mary Bell, and he just looks in your direction. Welcoming. Uh, strange. Things in the woods are usually not welcoming. 
I'll just nod as I'm sticking my head out the door. Uh When it is safe, I will bring us in. I'll say okay into his mind. Cool. And I'll lean back in, close the door. I will stay against the wall. I won't sit. Cool. So we were um, just discussing... Did we get her name? Yes. Jesus Christ, Laverna. Laverna. Sorry. Uh, we were. Who are you talking to? <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, we were just discussing Laverne's business here. Is it Laverne or Laverne? Laverna? Laverna. Okay, Damn. sir. Remember, politeness is a thing with my people. Of course, I do it apologize to us greatly. I do apologize. Does Laverna. she appear human? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Seems we may have another chance at... She looks so human. <laughs> ...retrieving Maribel's soul. She does? What's going on? Uh, we were having a polite conversation, and I wanted to ensure that all of us were here for it. Understandable. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Ethier. I know who you are, Mr. Ethier. Fair enough. It is... Very lovely to meet all of you. You as well? Well, meet all of you in person. Who are you? Laverna. It is truly lovely to have each of you in my home now, having been welcomed. How do you know so much about us already? Whatever do you mean? For example, you know that I've died. Oh, yes. You do tell everyone that. Oh, I didn't tell her. <laughs> mm. Um, I believe you did. <laughs> Excuse me? I never told you that I died. No? Oh, forgive me. My memory and my age. I feel you. She look like a young woman? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well. I'm gonna hobble in using my quarter staff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please, have a seat. The tea is so warm and delicious. I'm not letting go of my staff. And safe. Mm-hmm. Yes, this tea is safe, friend. So far, at least. Did you drink it? I did. We've all had some tea before. I didn't drink it first. Yes. I, I drank it first. I'll, I'll pick up my cup and take a sip. Mm-hmm. Smells like delicious cinnamon and vanilla goes down smooth. It's nice and warm and comforting out here in the cold. It is good tea. It's wonderful. Thank you. Yes, I only believe in the finest of herbs. But your friends here were well, trying to openly communicate with me about the arrangement with the soul of Mary Bell and, well, how to best go about the partnership I am hoping that you will acquiesce to. So if I'm understanding, our service would be an exchange, not eternal service, but our service would be an exchange for Mary Bell's soul. Oh, something along those lines, yes. Uh, we have not yet decided what is fair. Who are you? My name is Laverna. I've... I do not know how else to respond to that <laughs> question, my dear. What... what are you doing out here? This is my home. This is your home. Yes, it is indeed my home. She is the third, or perhaps the first, 
would be more accurate. Hmm. I wasn't even supposed to be part of Harmony's Coven, but uh, I was here overlooking things to assist in someone much younger than I's domain, ensuring that all precious details are in order. I am quite particular about those things. You have to understand it is odd for us to see a human living in the woods. We've not encountered... Yes, a human, of course. Are you not human? No, I am in fact very human. It is simply strange that you clarified human living in the woods. Gonna divine I'm gonna, sense. I'm gonna insight check that stuff. That's a nat 20. I don't need to, I just know. We've dealt with one like this before. Mm-hmm. Divine sense, celestial fiend, or undead. Yeah, you sense fiend from this one. Right. Yeah, you can 24. discern that she is exquisitely calm, cool, and collected. Mm-hmm. And... As to you, you're very aware of the intricacies of the lies and deceptions that hags play. feels very familiar to you in the way in which other people, even educated by hags, such as Adrian, would in Mm. fact be utilizing manipulative tactics. But she says she's very much, in fact, human. And you know that this would be, again, a thing that a hag would say. And as I said, you detect fiend. I'm going to say, yes, human, while shaking my head. Yes, human, of course. Uh, do, do you want to see, like, beyond this veil? <laughs> I do this as a politeness. Some are, well, affronted by my traditional appearance. I do this for your sake, not my own. We appreciate your kindness, thank you. Yes, of course. But, but yes, it is odd to see... There are many things that are living and yet unliving out here in the woods. You amongst the latter, are you not? Am I living or unliving? I see you as unliving, friend. Interesting. Yes. Because I've died. Yes. You have two eyes. Yes. Very normal looking two Mm -hmm. eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has beautiful light green emerald eyes. What brought... Oh, we've already established that. Perhaps we could continue discussing. No, yes, of course. Uh, well, as I said, Mary Bell's soul is now uh, less important, having this attempted coven under Harmony's direction. Uh, well, I guess we could say the plan's gone awry. And, well, I am always such a fan of these kinds of talks. I pull out the blade. Yes. Are you interested? In... Fine craftsmanship. Fragments of metal. Put it back. Yes. Uh, you are... Oh, every single one of them has been right about you. That is assured. It's seeming more like an insult the more people say it. Yes, as does offering me the broken pieces of dagger. <laughs> I barter with souls, not trinkets of this world, especially ones that are not valuable. Not valuable. No, scraps of iron, nothing more. But as for fairness, that is my forte. I am 
renowned for my fairness. And... You should call your Laverne as a fair. Ooh, I do like the sound of that. My title is not as eloquent as that. What is your title? Well, they call me the Night Mother. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, roll history. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's seven. Nope. <laughs> that don't mean shit to you. Mother of the Night, you got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess that explains why you like darkness. Yes, your light is, if anything, quite unpleasing to me. Would anyone mind if I... I do. Quench this light. Very much right. enjoy the dark. Okay, sure, and I'm gonna touch it and cancel out light. Uh-huh. You watch as the, the light, the dimness kind of recedes from that 40 feet back edges of the wall and the brightness casted in the immediacy of Nesgrim's shield as well sinks and pulls back into the center of his shield and then poof. You guys are all sitting here in a very dark room. Can we see with uh, With your dark vision for everybody who has dark vision. (laughs) So not Felix. Yeah, so I'm gonna leave the cabin. Mm Mm-hmm. You reach for the handle of the door? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I will say, make a history check to see whether or not you're able to recall exactly where the handle is. <laughs> Should be is. right next to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a Mr. Krabs, the front door is missing mm-hmm. scenario. <laughs> the front door is missing. Uh, nine plus six, that's 15. 15. You feel around the door, and you eventually find the small iron handle of the door. Mm-hmm. Twist and turn. Yep. And the door opened inwards towards you. Yep. And you pull the door open and some small little flickers of ambient light from outside kind of shine in, giving a little bit of dim light inside of the area. Do you still want okay. to leave the cabin? So am I able to see my yeah. gang is at all? Yeah, you're able to see everybody kind of illuminated again. It's still going to be grayed out because they are in dim light. So, I mean, even darker than what we can see you in right now for the ambient light in your room. Right. It is even grayer than that. But, yes. But I can at least see all the figures. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Much better. Thank you, sir. Of course. Ah, It feels much more at home now. In the dark. You said you trade in souls. Indeed. And as I have previously mentioned, I do not believe that there is a soul among us that we could part with presently. Hmm. I might be able to get you a soul. Pardon me. Get me a soul. I assume you know, having seen what I do? Yes, and whose soul would you retrieve from me? Someone that we come across that is not worthy of crossing into the beyond? Hmm. Hmm. A wicked soul? Tempting. But 
A singular soul such as that is not the same weighted value as even a hag without a completed coffin would be. Would more suffice? Hmm. How many souls would balance out the soul fairness? of a child? Mm, soul of a future hag. A sister to me, or like a daughter, I guess you could say. And I am as the mother of night, ever so affectionate towards my children. Well, hmm. Dozens, probably. In transactions in prior, I have settled for no less than 30 souls. But that is a difficult thing for you to ferry back to me. How would you even do this? I am not sure. I might have to ferry their bodies out here, I suppose, or at least their bones, and perform my ritual here. I'm not sure how is it you take possession of a soul normally aside from the creation of a hag in the literal sense of a soul. Mm. There is a bit of a morbid, macabre performance. Did you see the ceremonial stones outside? Yes. The harvesting scythe. Very beautiful affair. <laughs> uh, who currently what? has the plagueborn dagger? Felix. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, and I have a bag. And a soul bag? Indeed. A soul sack? And could you... A bag. Retrieve these souls from bodies, as Ether has implied, if they were brought here. Or could I retrieve them for you and return with the bag full of souls? I don't think you can harvest souls the way I do. <laughs> Centuries of learning. Um, you watch as she just like elegantly dances her fingers in front of her and just looks at her nails. I've grown quite good at it. Friends, I'm, I'm not suggesting to give up Mary Bell, but do consider what we're offering here. Ether has only offered the souls of those that he would not send on anyways. That's true. How would you find them? We've come across several already. The same way that he always finds them, I imagine. Yes. Perhaps there was something you had in mind? Hmm. Yes. Ah. Well. I would love... Mr. Ethier's soul. As a man that, well, uh, hmm, ferries them across. Your practices are similar yet different. And you have access to souls that I do not. And some of those I would very much like to see plucked and instead placed in my bag. What kind of souls? Oh, uh, I suppose we could say ones that are more aligned 
not necessarily towards wickedness or evil, but innocent. They are extremely valuable to the individuals who I trade them to. Do you deal in anything besides souls? I have some trinkets of this world. Yes. Is there... Do you have any interest in, uh, we'll say, artifacts? Mm hmm. Yes, artifacts are quite valuable. Okay. If not to me directly, again, to individuals that I do barter with. What artifacts do you possess? I'm just gonna kind of look around to everyone, make sure that no one objects to. Which artifact are you referring to, Nutscrum? Ours. Yours. Yes, the. Might as well say it. The other dagger. Not this one. Not that <laughs> one, no. The plaguebone dagger. Yes, correct. Um. I imagine that she is aware of this. Hmm, the orc dagger? Yes. Yes. Not special, necessarily. Do you have any interest in it? I would like to have it, but that is something where I simply take a journey and I can find some for myself. Simply because Adrian used it does not make it any more special to me than any of the other orcs out in the woods to the west. Okay. Hmm. Hesitant. Any enemies out here? Enemies? Oh, innocent young lady like myself? No. Why would I have enemies? If not you, then your kind? Your family? Hmm. Surely there is something or someone that troubles you? Many things trouble me. None that I feel I cannot at least presently handle on my own. And they don't bother me out here. In my home. But should you need to travel to trade things that we are giving you or things you have obtained, you would need to leave your home? Oh no, I do not leave my home. They come here. I have many doors behind my other door. You don't say. Yes, it makes for transactions very easy mm. for individuals to reach me here. So you're... Should I sweeten the deal for you, Mr. Ethier? You would have to. I do not wish to ferry the souls of innocent people into your care. Hmm. Though I suppose I know not where I ferry them currently. Well, what say we just agree to only take wicked? Okay. Your soul, your service? When you're when you're not with these friends of yours anymore. Say when you die, Mr. Ethier. You find your way to my home and yours and mine become one. What would you do with my soul? When you had it? Oh, you would simply become my new friend. 
and you would stay here with me and work and assist in finding those incredibly valuable wicked souls. And I would trade them, and we would have a happy future together. Would you still allow me to ferry the souls of the innocent across while giving you the souls of the wicked? Hmm. Case by case, I suppose I would say. I'm not the one who deals typically in absolutes. That would allow me to continue the work that I care about while I am alive. Yes, I would not disturb your existence as you are now. What I mean is, if I am to be bound to your service for eternity, that would allow me to continue the work that I care about after I have passed. Again, case-by-case basis. Yes, I could work with that. I like the thought of you wandering the woods with me at night, Mr. Ethier. Searching for those poor lost ones out, out in the cold and the snow. You seem to have quite the knack for it, finding the dead. They need someone to watch over them. And you can still be that man, even when you're here with me. Ethir, are you actually considering this? I am. As you said, you're not a woman that deals in absolutes usually. I'm sure you had other other options you would consider. Other options I would consider. I'm sure you didn't place all your eggs in the Ethir basket. No, I would take the combined pair of you and your good friend Ratora. You do not Either one of you possess the singular task that Ethir is capable of performing, but the two of you are indeed still exquisitely valuable. Well, especially your good friend Ratora here. That was why she was asked for previously and denied. Harmony, as an individual who traveled much more than I, was significantly more concerned with the presence and rise of the Rotting One in the Westwoods. I don't really care. For such a simple, plague-ridden creature. Not my worry. Two souls instead of one. Oh, yes, absolutely. And what would you do with them? If they agreed? Hmm. Damn them both. Hardly sounds like a comparable deal. Well, uh, Ethier has a special task that he is able to perform, and one that I would love to be able to utilize for my benefit. Uh, however, the two of them, well, the things that you do mean to the Rotting One, as much as I am not concerned about it presently, should the two of you continue to act uninterrupted and fall prey to the Rotting One's whims, I would not like to see him rise. And so... Your extermination and imprisonment would suffice. What if we killed the Rotting One for you? 
<laughs> sure. Kill the rotting one. Well, that sounds like a deal to me. Absolutely. Kill the rotting one. And I'll give you anything you ask. I would be ever so pleased. Do we have a timeline or just when we're ready? When, when you're ready? Well, that's not how deals work. Capable, I believe, is what Nesgrim is asking. Yes. Ah, uh, no. Now would be the anticipation. The two of you are not exclusively the only ones that are assisting in the re-employment of the Rotting One. Imagine that if we attempted now, we would all... Oh, you would absolutely die, and as such, still complete my requisite for the death of Ratora and Nesgrim. I take it that's the mark on Ratora. No, that's the Rotting One. No. I take it that's the mark on Ratora, then... Mm, the horrifying stench exuding from her palm? Yes. What does Nesgrim have to do with this? Nesgrim? Oh. He is to assist you in your ascension? Is he not? It's what I've been told, yes. Yes, the completion of your magical ritual as our good friend Adrian so performed. What if we are able to give you information or the location of the rotting one? Valuable, but to what end? I'm sure you'd be more than capable of taking care of the problem. No, no, I would not. What about all of us together, including you? Rather than killing it for you, we help you kill it. Why would I trust you all to that employment? You've trusted us into your home. Indeed. I could kill all of you. Or we you, but we haven't. No, Mr. Neskrim. You could not. I don't mean to say we're going to. Please understand, but... I do understand. And I am telling you that no, Mr. Neskrim. You could not very least, Nesgrim. Not after what we've already experienced. Not, not now. today, and no. not now. I don't imagine if she believed that we were capable that she would let us rest up beforehand. True. And so, perhaps this line of discussion is not worthwhile? No, I would not venture with you out into the woods to try to find the rotting one's lair. It's fair. Nor would I trust you all to not kill me in the woods or attempt to. You want souls? I will say into her mind, do you fear it? Mm-hmm. You watch as you communicate telepathically towards her, and her head just kind of Gives a curious tilt over in your direction. She says aloud, I had indeed heard. Hmm. Especially that one. She points in the direction of Felix. What about him? Oh, I... Hmm. I... I find each of you interesting in your own regard. And Felix as well. 
quite interesting. Few natural creatures possess power such as that. It, it, is, is that a yes? Oh yes, it is a terrifying ancient creature. One that remains imprisoned where it lay, wherever it may be. Does it thrive on its connection? Like this one? Yes. Yes, it does. Would it grow weak if those connections are broken? I don't know if weak is the correct word. It would grow slowly instead of rapidly as it is enjoying your existence currently. As I said to your friends earlier, these ancient ones are not so swiftly or easily returned to form. Nor would the rotting one. Unless we continue unchecked and uninterrupted. Well, in a way, yes. Again, should you fall prey to this prophetic nature around your existences, yes, absolutely. I fear what you two would provide. More than flesh. As it has already so attempted to take from many others. You believe that their part in this prophecy is to fail? I don't believe it is their part to fail. I fear that so many have failed before, and I have little additional faith for you all compared to previous groups. And a failure where they cease to be would, I imagine, just cause the cycle to occur again. Something to deal with later? Mm. Potentially. But I do not know how close the rotting one is to coming home. If we were afforded every opportunity to aim for success, perhaps perhaps you might also see an end to that cycle. Whatever that might mean is next. Certainly. It would be comforting. Certainly that chance is worthwhile. We are aware of the dangers. Yes. And should you kill the rotting one, I will restore Marybelle. But I cannot restore her once she's been turned. And she has only a pair of days left. So unless you believe that you can find and kill it within that time frame, then, well, forgive me for saying, it will be far too late. Perhaps. Do not take collateral. Yes. What kind of collateral do you have in mind, darling? I don't intend to fail. Of course you don't.
Ritora and I going to the Rotting One would not be playing into its will, would it? Perceivably, it would, indeed. But you would encourage us to do that anyway. If you believe that you can kill it. At worst, if the Rotting One does return, I do not believe that I will be first on its list of things to poison. You have existed peacefully out here for many years. You are unwilling to wait in one of the deals you have offered, and yet in the other, you would wait? For Ether's soul, of course. Ether's soul offers me an eternal bounty. If, Limitless possibility. If it is something that he would already consider, perhaps that would be sufficient collateral? The consideration we, of Ether? Should we find a way to end the rotting one before Ether's death? And at the worst, Ether's death would fulfill the contract and save Maribel regardless. Either way, you would win. Hmm. So, Ether's soul as collateral, the agreement that should Ether die before your task is complete, Ether becomes mine. Still capable of case by case doing the things that Ether cares about to ensure that Ether still has his considerations kept in mind. And should you all kill the Rotting One, I shall terminate the contract on Ether's soul. And at this moment, I shall conclude the magics on Mary Bell and restore to her her soul and her mortality. I do like a good bargain. And I do like that there are varying stakes here. I do have one request. What would that be? Should we fail and my soul become yours I would need to escort my friends across the river I would need that guarantee across the river? yes not to your bag Mm -hmm. very tempting Mr. Ethan Very well. Your loyalty to them is a loyalty I hope to someday inspire and call my own. Very good. Well, friends? I'll open the door further. The girl. And I'll lean out towards Corrin. And say into his mind, we've reached an agreement. Mm-hmm. Come inside. Mm-hmm. And you see he just kind of looks down at Mary Bell again and looks back up at you and nods and begins to step forward. And you watch as this woman in front of you just reaches into one of her long sleeves and pulls out this long, wrapped, tied-up scroll and unfurls it. Well, is, yes, Paul? Is there enough light on her now so that way I can see her hands? Yeah, she has ivory skin it looks almost as though you know the illumination that we've got around our bulbs that are here inside of the tavern it feels like there's a very faint pale glow 
Is she wearing any jewelry? Sorry? Is she wearing any jewelry? On her hands? No, she is not. Okay. And you said it's a faint ivory skin? Correct. Yes, with a little bit of a dull glow. Dull glow. Almost like a moonlight. Uh, But, yeah. You watch as she just traces her line down this parchment, and you see these words begin to fill this page. I do believe that contracts are important between willing individuals, Mr. Ethier, if you would not mind signing. <laughs> you will not seek his life while he lives? Oh, no, Mr. Ethier. I would not seek your life. And should I pass before my friends complete their end of the deal, and they do succeed, will my soul then be freed? I imagine it would be too late then. No, I would just all be freed. Contract is should you die. So to confirm, if Ethier were to die, and yes. then we killed the rotting one, Ethier would still be mine. It would be his failure to bear. This seems like a win-win for you and a lose-lose for us. Seems like a win-lose for us. I think that there's a possibility that you win. Keep Ethier alive. Kill the rotting one. All is well in the world, is it not? I simply like to ensure that when I gamble in stakes with these high of a measure, that, well, I have some kind of fallback available to me. It's understandable. Um, before anything is set in stone, do you have any advice or helpful information for us to kill the rotting one? I understand that is slightly counterproductive to one facet of our agreement, however productive to the other. I don't know how to kill the rotting one. Do you know anything more than what we know already? So far what we know is there's a thing flaying flesh off of people and sewing it onto itself. Yes. You do know those things. I as well know those things. Its original nature, perhaps. Hmm. Any potential weaknesses it may have? I know nothing of weaknesses. A noxious thing. Even in life, I assume. Long ago, though. Even before my life. You know not what it was before. Oh. A creature that would have been had it not been struck down and imprisoned. A thing that simply wanted, as I and many others, did not want to face. Eh, Mr. Ethier? Death is ever so scary, isn't it? I do not fear death. No. Nor do I think anyone should. So long as there's someone to guide you to whatever it is that lies across that river. I think deep down you know what lies across that river, Ethia. Could be nothing. Darkness. But better than eternal wandering. I still wander, Ethia. 
I still wander. Those cold, dark places. There is peace, of course, in the absence of pain. But there is no peace in the misery of that everlasting quiet. You begin to miss the feeling of noise, Ethan. I fear you bury them alive. But I am also one and comforted by the dark, though many are not. If anything, I think my damnation maintains more of their humanity than that lonely, cold duck. My hope is that that place will not always be dark. Mm. That its protectors will one day return. The beings that we pray to will someday be back to watch over those that are gone. Oh, Ethia. That silence is eternal. And that is what has led so many, like me, to this path. It is a terrifying future to know. And your belief, while admirable, I believe is misguided. That hope that any could return has been ordained to fail. The people have chosen. Memories lost. People can change. Certainly. Difficult to know what you don't know, though, Mr. Ethia. And difficult to find it. I make decisions only on the information that I understand and what I have been taught. Yes, taught. Better to have eternal darkness among friends than eternal loneliness in the light. Ether, you don't deliver them to their friends. There is nothing. Emptiness. Harsh truth to know, I'm certain. And do not mistake it for failure. That is simply why I say I would rather pull those souls back into wretched eternal agony so that at least they feel something. I obviously still get my good behalf, but, well, feeling matters. I still wish to guide them. Uh-oh. Uh -huh. oh. That's new. Hmm?
Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. Wait. It's, that's weird. Are we still up? I don't think so. Oh, maybe. No, it's a different computer. Oh, sure, it's the one that's just... Oh, no. It's down. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, can anyone hear us? Can you hear us? Can we be heard? Birds aren't real. Why do you start with birds aren't real? <laughs> Gotta make sure he gets it in, you know? Yeah, they still have audio. Okay. Oh, sure, it's the one that... Mm -hmm. It's the computer, I guess, that controls all the cameras and whatnot. Well, that was odd. Mm-hmm. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> this is Oshwamp ASMR. Everything's been going good so far. Welcome oh. to Not Real Birds RPG. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> not sure I understand. We are not real birds. Anarchy. We're definitely not real birds, that's mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> We're really not birds. <laughs> real not birds. I've never been less a bird in my entire life. D&D &D isn't real. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> what have uh -oh. I been doing? All those souls I've been taking. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. <laughs> that's fine, DJ. You'll get yours back eventually. DJ or Nesgrim? It's also, also a fair question. John, I promised you wouldn't tell him. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I mean, did I get anything on the other side of selling my soul to you, John? <laughs> you didn't get any points on the back end. Of you didn't give me no points on the back end after I gave you mm -hmm. my soul. Mm -hmm. It's hurtful. Listen, man. I'm all about bargaining. No, there wasn't much of a bargain that happened, though. Mm. That sucks. <laughs> Oh, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, the this majesty is... of technology breaking. I mean, in a year, that's the first time I've seen that happen. Oh, I mean, dude, in the three years that we've been streaming, you know, D&D-centric stuff. Yeah. We really don't blue screen that often. Yeah. It's all thanks to the technical wizardry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Don is very good at what he does. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Or is really good at figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm hmm This would not be possible. Mm-hmm. If he didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yay! Are we back? Oh, we lost Paul. <laughs> Paul was <laughs> abandoned. Mm-hmm. I'll message him. It's not back up on stream It's yet, like a though. murder mystery where all the lights go off and... They turn back on. Someone's dead. Paul's gone. Felix is also gone. Oh, it's back. Woo! We've done it. Mm -hmm. We have video. Success. Mm -hmm. Windows is just slightly better at breaking itself than Don is at fixing it. That's very true. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> I can promise you it isn't. <laughs> or you could part it out. It's going to break down on you pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. well, it's, it's tough to get it started in the morning, but then it's good for parting out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's Nesgar in my eyes. <laughs> it's always Nesgar. Mm -hmm. It's 
something goes wrong in life. Thanks, Nesgrim. <laughs> yeah, good job, DJ. Thanks for crashing all of the years of streaming. That yeah, there's never I mean, fucking good blue screen. You you're good enough to get it back up so quickly. Mm -hmm. The benefit of two PCs, they mm -hmm. could hear us the whole time and just couldn't see anything. The mm -hmm. computer really Nesgrimmed, right? Yay! Yay. <laughs> Dead, now it's alive, it's whatever. <laughs> Sorry about that, chat. No, you're fine. Two computers. Everybody has tech issues sometimes. Mm -hmm. What was the mean lady saying? <laughs> well, I don't know if she's mean, man. No, I think she's very mean there, Paul. I think she's... Okay, yeah, we're just trading cells, not mean. Okay, yeah, so, sorry. I'll call her <laughs> real nice. Nice lady. I want an eternal torment. All right. Mm -hmm. Eternal torment. All right. She didn't say torment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agony. I'm sorry. Okay. Listen, man, sometimes you just got to trade in agony. Listen, it's just Soul's Book Marketplace. Mm -hmm. Okay, Don. Mm -hmm. Soul's Book Marketplace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Soul's List. <laughs> <laughs> is, that like, is that like Amazon, but for Souls? Or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, Soul Book. We've dealt with one of those. I don't want, I don't want that again. Bookface. Oh, yeah. What a, what a good thing I totally did. <laughs> Man. I'm a person. <laughs> Are you, Trump? Nope. Chat, you can see us again, right? Mm -hmm. I assume. Yeah. We obviously can in here, but okay, cool. All right, we're good then. Very good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, in terms of where we were, we were discussing the eternity of horrors that awaits people, and uh, she confessed her belief that. Something is better than nothing. Yeah, something is better than nothing. That effectively is what she is getting at. But yep. uh, yes, it is. It is nice to have your comforting belief. I'm sure, but it does not make it right, Ethia. Nor does damning them. No, I don't care about right. I care about fair. And for me, well, my benefit is my concern. I understand. Our differences of opinion are merely differences. Mine is what I was taught, and if the gods are not there to do their job, I will do it for them the best that I can. Yes, Ethan. And I intend to help you in that journey. As I said, there are those that you'll be comfortable and capable of sending across the river to that very quiet eternal darkness that shall be all they ever know again. And if that is what you want for your five friends, I will let you do it. But I want you to know that that is the end that you send them to. How, Silence. You speak How do as you if know? You've been there. Yes. I. I've seen it. Every time I close my eyes, Ethia. Every time. Why is that what you see? part of being so tied to darkness 
Darkness is my domain, you could say. And where there is darkness, you will find me. And I grew tired of all the screams of loneliness. So I thought better. At least let them have the hope of something other than damnation. But it will never come. No. No, it won't. But in that eternity, in that dark, in that loneliness, well, I think it better to hurt. To hurt and to have hope that maybe someday things will be better. You believe these are the only options? Hmm. So far, certainly. I do not think there is anything else that I would want. What of the Ichilumko? What of it? An alternative. <laughs> right. Skipping through a field. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, that's all you had to say. <laughs> yeah, we're all friends. To the darkness we go. <laughs> Who was ready for some darkness and ag- agony? Right. Woo! Hello, darkness, my old friend. But that. Good enough. An alternative, perhaps. What would you offer? I was speaking of the... the final place for these souls. What of that place? seem to be a tie. Certainly, but what of the place? place that is not silence or pain are you offering me it it's not mine to offer then what is your offer not an offer just a thought an alternative for the souls you claim He sends them to silence. Perhaps that is not the only place they can go. Hmm. Perhaps. Soul storage is a thing that I do know of. I said I have a bag. Interesting to think that you... have an alternative. But... I do not know how that assists in our bargain. There is another place. Sure, there might be. But what does that mean to me? I still want to trade in souls. Well, surely you'll also die one day? So far, no. (laughs) And if I have anything to say about it, I will continue to trade and I will continue to 
live. So specific to our bargain. Yes. As soon as it is agreed upon, you yes. will release your magic upon Marybelle. Yes, I will restore to her her soul Good. and her mortality. Good. I shall have the contract binding Aether's soul to me. Should he die, his soul shall come home. And should you kill the rotting one, I shall terminate the agreement. Do you mind if we have a moment to discuss this? Be my guest if you would like to step outside. I'm not concerned. Is Corn and Marybelle in here yet? I mean, they're standing at the doorway stopping. Corn has not been invited. Uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. Just standing there with her in his arms. <laughs> mm-hmm. Friends, would we like to step outside and talk about this before we make any decisions? Unless, of course, either you've already made up your mind. I think it's fair to talk about it regardless. I think so as well. Hey, Clockle, thank you very much for the raid. Welcome, Hello. everybody. Thanks. Thank you so, so much. That's very kind of you. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. TikTok, indeed. Mm-hmm. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, effectively, TikTok. It's time to pull out that hourglass, John. Don't do it. DJ, I mean, DJ, no. I'm not going to pull out the hourglass. The she hag. Hasn't, she hasn't given us a time limit. She's a patient woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The hag is, in fact, a patient woman. Do you guys want to step outside? You're welcome to step outside. All right, friends, let's let's go have this talk. That is also if Ether wants to step outside and talk. I have the contract written up. If you want to sign the contract, it's right here. We can speak outside briefly. Mm-hmm. I think that's best. Let's go. We'll step out. Paul is not the owner of the home, CMS. Mm. But yes, you are correct. Yeah, you guys step outside. As you approach, Corin just steps aside. You can see that he's got Mary Bells in his arm, and he just looks at all of you. What is wrong? Well... We've come to... A deal, yes. A deal. A bit of an agreement. Whether or not it is the best one. I don't think we will get a better deal. I don't believe so. I do not think so either, and it is a deal that I am willing to make. I only fear for the things that she's going to make you do. If it comes to that. If it comes to that. It isn't a guarantee. There is an out. And an out, mind you, that we likely will need to consider even if this deal wasn't on the table. She has agreed to accommodate Ethier to continue his work to some capacity. If he were to die, that is more than he could do otherwise. Mm-hmm. It allows me to continue my work once I am gone, even if there are certain restrictions. If I am not able to train someone to take my place, this is all that I have. Any other deal that we might make? I doubt it would result in all of us leaving here today. I would offer myself if I didn't think she intended to... I think she's already laid claim to your soul. Yeah. Which is a concern as well, because that means... 
our souls collectively. Doesn't seem to be just me she's after. That's true, but I don't believe I... she has any claim to my soul. As of right now, at least. I don't believe she has any claim to any of ours. Only Marybelle's. Until this contract is signed. Perhaps Rotor's as well, given the mark. She has no control over this. They are unrelated, Nesgra. I am the only soul in the game at the moment, and I am willing to offer it. If we offered ours, we would not walk out of here alive today. No, certainly not. And if we are going to succeed in furthering this prophecy in ways that others have been unsuccessful, I don't think that we can spare any of our number here. No. I do intend to weaken this being. I think if, yes. with the seeds I've collected, it might be possible to further free others. And if we are able to retrieve Marybelle's soul, then perhaps that will free Corin to aid us. Corin. What help would you want? Well, the deal we've come to is the hag will immediately return Marybelle to normal. Alright, what does she want? Uh, did you tell her she could have me? No. I don't think she's... She wants us to kill the rotting one. Or she takes my soul when I die. And we plan to leave Ether soul as collateral while we pursue the rotting one to kill it. Ether, I can tell you that damnation is no joke. Not damnation. What do you mean? Employment. As? The same thing I am doing now. Wandering the unknown, looking for lost souls. Determining who is wicked and offering them to her. I cannot ask you to do that, Ethi. You do not have to ask. This is something that we must do either way. And should I fail in my journey and am not able to train another to take my place, this offers me the opportunity to continue my work after I am gone. There is no other choice. This is the only option. And you trust that she will let you continue? She has agreed that on a case-by-case basis, I will be able to ferry the innocent across, and I will be given the opportunity to help my friends when they pass, should I pass first. Corin, how did the hag lay claim to Marybelle's soul in the first place? She was stolen by Desiel when she was born. I do not know what rituals hags perform. Well, 
from what she told us, we're outside, so I'm going to point to the stone. Mm-hmm. It has something to do with that and the scythe. Yeah, I mean, you can see that there are, uh, I mean, it would be on the left side around the corner to the side where the wagon was pulled from. Mm-hmm. You can see that there is a large standing stone, rectangular in shape, like a platform, and in front of it is about three feet of elevation of solid rock and then an angled V-shaped piece of rock above it. <laughs> you can see that there are indentations and grooves, and you can see that there are absolutely the stains of old dried blood on this V-shaped shaped platform. So if that is how they lay claims to the soul, lay claims to the soul, it would be the removal, not right. the claim. Yes. Right, the removal, yes. The claim itself, I'm not sure. I don't intend to understand how this works today. It matters not. Ethier, if if you are sure about this, I am. Perhaps you should go while the offer is still on the table. I think we should all go. Yes, we will have to ask her to invite Corn in. Ethier, I don't want you to do this. This life that I have lived for only so many years. It is not something I would put on anyone, even in my state of damnation. I fear for you. I fear eternity. I cannot let you. I'm not only doing this for Mary Bell, I am doing it for myself. Corin, I intend to succeed. I know you do, child, but I fear for your life as well. We all intend to succeed. And if we do, then this will save Marybelle now. And we will complete the contract and spare either the torment that you worry for him. Should we not succeed, even without the contract, at some point we will be consumed by the rotting one and we are all doomed anyway. The life of an elf is long. The time limit is much longer to free Aether's soul than Marybelle's. You must keep him alive then. I intend to. Mm-hmm. Cannot die, Ethier. I won't let him. Thank you, Nesgrim. <laughs> he has experience. Very reassuring. Compel duel. <laughs> <laughs> Get over here, <laughs> I, I appreciate your offering and your dedication. We've come this far together. I'd rather not have to meet someone else. As I'm sure you've noticed, it's not my strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> does not tend to go uh, as well as you would hope. I don't want to meet new people. I can't do this Making anymore. Making friends is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so much. That speaking is both Nesgrim and DJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Big same. Uh, Shall uh, we? If, yes. Um, I do. We should also ask her. Uh, it's when Ether dies. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let us proceed inside and sign this contract, please. I want to save Mary Bell mm-hmm. before Indeed. this gets worse. Let's Walk make this bargain. Inside. Yeah. As All you right, step I will. Mm-hmm. I will stay outside and turn towards the cauldron. I'll take a couple steps out. Okay. Away from the cabin. Okay. I'll remain outside. Very good. Uh, your vampire friend is, of course, welcome. Thank you. Come on in, moment. Yeah, you guys, all everybody else filing in. Yep. Mm. You watch as she draws her finger over the paper once more. If you would like to read it, of course, Mister Ethier. I find it only fair. I I will. Uh huh. Read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It effectively clarifies the exact. Uh, principles and restrictions uh, that have been so discussed. Cool. Uh, including the ability for you to, on a case-by-case basis, should your soul be damned and taken under her guise uh, and directive, that you will still be permitted opportune freedoms when appropriate. And you will also have the opportunity to ferry your friends across the soul, or across the river, should they die. Yep. While you are under her power and dominion. Cool. Uh, well, I'm certain you're a man of contracts. I am. Very good. And a man of blood. I'll pull out my dagger and mm-hmm. prick my finger. Mm-hmm. And I will sign my name at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Might I borrow that dagger, sir? I'll flip it and hand it to her. Mm-hmm. She takes the dagger and she slides the parchment over across. Oh my. Uh, so strange to have to do this. You watch as she pricks her finger. And you're all in the area. You can see that in the spot in which she pokes on the tip of her finger, her skin beneath it twists in a shade of gray. Withered like wrinkled as though you sat in water far too long just about that half of the index finger (laughs) very good Mr. Ethia thank you it is such a pleasure and you watch as she just reaches and curls the scroll back up and picks it up and inserts it into her sleeve very good Ah, now for the meaning of the collateral of your soul at the moment. Well, ah, if you'll follow me, my good friend, ah, the rest of you, once I have Ethier's soul, I shall restore Maryville. I was under the impression you were taking Ethier's soul when he died. I hold it as collateral. Will he still be himself? Oh, yes, of course. Certainly. I see no reason to suspect otherwise. Uh, Can I insight check that? You may roll the insight check if you would like. That's not good. It's a 14. 14? 
I'm gonna tell you that again, in the same way I told Ratora earlier. She seems calm, cool, and collected as though this is definitively a thing that she's done for centuries and is exquisitely familiar with the contents of contracts. Mm. You did state that when I died, I would have to make my way here. Yes. Why do you need to take my soul now, then? Well, it was offered as collateral. My servitude was offered as collateral. Your soul was offered as collateral. Yes, in servitude. Yes. When Come upon down. his death. Oh, yes. He's still living. Indeed. But his soul is collateral. Collateral is a thing that I keep and hold for now. And will be restored to him upon the completion of his contract. Contract already signed. My good sir. Don't worry. She reaches over and pats you on your shoulder. You'll still feel very much the same. Okay. Kind of slides her arm around Ethier's shoulder. Are you ready, my friend? She leans back against her chair and turns, and she begins to rise. You feel her, her hand just gently on your shoulder, tapping. Come along. I will see all of you in a moment, yes? She begins to walk towards that back door. That is still slightly ajar. I'm going to watch to see what I can see inside of it when she opens the door. See what I can see in the room. Mm -hmm. Are you ready, Ethan? Yes. Come with me. Yeah, she steps and begins to walk over towards the door. You follow? Yep. I don't like this. Me either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she takes a few steps over, stops and turns. Ethia, you beautiful man. And you watch as she pulls her hand and the bloody finger with blood still dripping down it. She boops you on the nose. <laughs> Keep it for now, friend. Consider it a show of good faith. Is it not? As I said, I am only fair. I appreciate that. As do I. I appreciate you, Mr. Ethier. I very much look forward to the day in which you can call my home your home as well. All the nights we shall spend together wandering, finding souls and choosing what we will do with them. Yes? I appreciate the offering. Of course, Ethia. Now, my good friends. Is there anything else I can do for you on this lovely evening? Simply the restoring of Mary Bell. Oh, forgive me. I forgot. <laughs> yes, put the girl on the table. Oh, it's been a very long time since I've had to do one of these. Okay, you watch as Corin just steps forward and she swipes her hand. The silver platter and all the teacups and everything part, make their way slowly onto the side tables in the corner of the room. And Corin gingerly, lovingly places Mary Bell on this small coffee table. Ah, uh, for those of you who do not want to, well, uh, I suppose you could say, uh, feel the horrors of uh, 
Screams of assault as it is once more ripped out of the bag. I would recommend closing your eyes and covering your ears. I'll just step out. (laughs) That is also applicable if you would like to leave. Yeah, I'll just step outside. Absolutely. I'll cover my ears, but I'm going to watch. I'm not doing either. Mm -hmm. No Tori? I'm going to put my hand on Corrin's arm. Uh-huh. I want to see what he does. Corrin just is standing over Mary while looking at her. I care not for horror anymore. I care only that Mary Bell was brought back. Oh, well, of course. Uh, interesting to see such Brave figures, I suppose, I should say. You said you're leaving? You're staying and doing nothing? Staying and covering? Staying and covering? Doing nothing? Alright. Uh, message me on Discord when you need me, just in case. Yep, absolutely. I am going to clarify that I will have my hands at the ready. <laughs> to, yeah, that's fine. Too painful, but so at If the that's what you would like to do. Yeah. Fine. Ratori, you're standing there just holding on to the side of Corin's arm. Okay. Yeah, you watch as she just takes a few graceful steps over. Oh, she just slowly cracks her neck, pulls her shoulders back. Hmm. Not often do I have so many people watching and people that I expect to live. (laughs) I pray. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) And you watch as she reaches into her sleeve and she pulls out. Man, (laughs) this is very painful to describe to you, but you see as she pulls out this long, sinewy, stitched, tan bag of human flesh that is about yay large yay wide you can see that on it are different stitched together colorations of flesh all along the color hue you watch as she just twists it around the top and just barely presses her fingers into the cinched opening Oh, well, you you all have chosen your own fate. And she moves her fingers, and you watch as the bag slightly opens, and you hear this cacophony of screams. Men, women, and children in agonizing pain. Everyone who didn't cover your ears, make a wisdom saving throw. 17. Mm-hmm. Dirty 20. Dirty 20? Yeah. Enjoy. The wisdom casters. Enjoy your half. <laughs> also, that, that sound effect. Uh-huh. Nice. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll take half, so five psychic damage, <laughs> and neither of you are frightened. Uh, the individuals who are covering your ears, you hear it very minimally breaking through your covering. You hear it kind of like that dulled echo where you're aware of what's happening. You're still hearing it, just not as definitively strong. Uh, yeah, no, and corn as well. 
I suck at NPCs. <laughs> uh, Corrin takes the 10, but not frightened. Mm, good guy. Because he's Corrin. Mm-hmm. Into fighting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you see him just shake slightly. You feel his hand almost vibrating. Continue to brace him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hold on to him. You hear this cacophony of shrieks still echoing out as she just leans over, closes one eye. Mary Bell! Oh, which one are you? No. Mm. Precious. You watch as she reaches down. Her arm like disappears. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it goes Mary all Poppins the way style. up to like her shoulder. <laughs> and then she just, oh! Oh, I hate when they bite, but ever do they want freedom. <laughs> Silly little creatures. And you just watch as she just slowly rips her arm up and out. And as her fingers leave, you see this very small silver-looking strand. But it looks like it's wiggling, almost like a worm. Mm. No, Laverna, don't eat it. That would not hold up the contract, and we are fair. But souls are ever so delectable. But the contract. But you could kill them, Laverna. No, where are lady of our word? Where are my manners? And you watch as she holds her hand out over Mary Bell and slowly descends her hand as though dropping gently over her lips this small silver figure. And you watch as it lands for a moment across top and bottom lip. And then Mary Bell takes a, an innate natural breathe, breath in, and you watch as this thing pulls into her mouth. And she begins to cough and sputter, just... <coughs> huh, well... Easy enough, is it not? You still hear the echoing shrieks. Oops! <laughs> Sorry. It's, as I said, you get used to it. <laughs> Uh. Ah, as I said, anything else I could do for any of you lovely people? A fair um, deal. Certainly. Absolutely. And I do enjoy a good deal. Oh, Mr. Ethier. Soon, I will be seeing you. Not too soon. Sure. Keep your confidence high, Mr. Ethier. I respect that. How is it that you watch? How is it that I watch? Whatever do you mean, Vorst? Watch what? Us? Oh. Hmm. You seem to know almost every aspect of our life. Yes. But I'm forgiving. Very forgiving. Besides, it wasn't that hard to find a new eye. Easy enough. You watch as she just slowly closes one eye, and then as she reopens it, you can see that it is indeed a now light brown honey-colored eye in the left eye. Hmm. No problem for me. 
But not that hard to watch you all. There are ever so many people in the city who owe favors, whose contracts have not yet concluded. Possibly like a friend of ours, I would assume. Oh, Adrian? Dead indeed. No. What friend are you talking of then, Force? You don't smell her? Smell her? It smells exactly like Naivara's shop in here. Curious name. Not familiar. My insight check that. Absolutely. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Oh, you're right. Uh-huh. Same anticipation as though she seems calm, cool, and collected. No change whatsoever in her demeanor, physically, or in her tone of voice. She simply says, Name does not sound familiar to me at all. Hmm. What does this friend of yours look like? Should I ever meet her, I would love to know from where she collects her incense. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask. I'm oh. sure you'll find out one way or another. Certainly. It has been long since I've hmm, met another that would remind someone of me. Hmm. My, my people are mostly extinct, as you would also feel the agony of forced that ever-present loneliness that there is no one in the world who will actually understand you save for one all too well would you like to see your friend again forced Why? <laughs> Couldn't figure out what I wanted to say. Why? I feel elated that we've been able to make such a fair and kind deal on this day. Feeling a bit generous, I suppose I could say. So not another deal? No, not a deal. A parting gift is a thanks for this joyous occasion. Most. I would be inclined to say yes. As I hope. Hmm. Perhaps this evening you all could stay in the area and I will come see you before you'll Drift off to sleep, my good friend. There is ample space out front for you all to make comfortable bedding. And I would be able to show you in your dreams where your friend now resides. And perhaps you may look to rescue him. If you're so inclined. This is a safe place for us to stay. Oh, nothing comes into my domain unless uh, out of need or out of ignorance. 
And we will not fall any harm at your hand? Harm? No, not at all. I would do no harm to any of you. And what you will show him? Hmm. With the process, will he be able to handle it? Force is a very strong man. Just look at him. Ever so resilient. Might I ask what benefit there is for you? Benefit? To offer a gift. I simply would like to know that Vorst owes me a favor in the future. Nothing grand. Nothing nefarious. <laughs> Perhaps just <laughs> a description, <laughs> should a description come to mind, of your good friend, Naivara. Well, I would ask if memory comes back to you, or if it might by some chance enter into your head as you dream that I be so inclined to see her. I got nothing. <laughs> Would a physical description of Naivara suffice? <coughs> yes, of course. Perhaps Vorst should think on it. This is his choice. Well, I see no reason not to tell me if someone else in your party knows what she looks like. She's really cool. She's very cool. Yeah. I think perhaps... She is a person that would not want to be described. Yes? Not want to be described. Indeed. Oh. Tragic for her then. Never mind. No need. No need at all. Oh. Might you have a sewing kit? Sewing kit? Why? Some repairs need to be made. Repairs to what, darling? Corn's. Just look over at Corn. Mm. Cloak is. The vampire's cloak? Yes. Well, easier said than done. I'm just kidding, and you watch as she reaches her hand up and takes a step and places her hand on. You watch as just this bathing purple light restores the cloak in its entirety to its traditional quality. Mending is such an easy spell, child. I can offer you this in exchange and I take out the tag. Do you just want me to throw it away or something? No, it's very valuable. Of course, then I'll take the dagger, thank you. She takes the two pieces of the dagger and just looks at them. Oh, you're right, this is exquisite. What a great deal for me! <laughs> Very rarely do I get such valuable trinkets for such a little exchange. This will serve me greatly. Thank you. It's Exquisite. pretty good for potatoes. And Perhaps? Yes, potatoes. There are many things that have skin that need to be peeled, of course. <laughs> 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 you watch as she just, like, hurriedly tucks it away in the side of her robe. Hmm. Exquisite craftsmanship. I think perhaps we should take our leave. Out of curiosity, where did you get the dagger? 
Such a fine artisan. I think perhaps we should take our leave, friends. Yes. Before the hospitality wears thin, you've been so generous. I simply want to know the name of the smith. Someone with such fine crafting. Perhaps a trade for a different day. Hmm. A different day. Come along, friends. What, darling? Hmm? You look so concerned. I'm gonna head to the door. Yep. Sure. I'm gonna grab her to his arm. Mm-hmm. Begin walking towards the door. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You are very welcome, child. And remember, you're always welcome back here in my home. Should you ever have need for trades or things. But I do appreciate each of you so very much. But most of all, you, Mr. Ethier. I knew I could count on your faith to guide you to do the right thing. And you did do the right thing. Remember that. I believe so. As do I. You watch as Corrin begins to pick up Mary Bell. You guys turn and you head to the door and step outside. Forrest. Could you hold her for me? Mm hmm. Yeah, I'll step my shield and hold her. Mm hmm. Yeah. And Corrin just stands in the threshold. Thank you, Ethier. You're for welcome. what you've done today. I would do it again if the situation arose. You helped us and saved our lives. I know. Mary Bell deserved saving. As do you, Ethier. As do you. I have faith we will succeed. One way or another. Besides, I have Nesgrim to keep me alive, so... Yes. He may get himself killed in the process. But he will try his best. I got texted him. Okay, thank you. Do you want us to switch since they were outside for a period of time? There's nothing really that they would be doing. The cauldron's okay. destroyed. Sure. Yeah, I'd just be standing there waiting for mm -hmm. something to come grab me. Mm-hmm. Giant hawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you watch as Corrin just reluctantly takes a step out. Hello? Is Hi. It, is it done? It is. Yes. Okay. Anything notable happen? It was loud. Very it's, loud. It was really loud. Figured. I've seen enough scary things. I. My brain hurts a little. Didn't think it was necessary to experience more. I think perhaps we should carry on from this place. Um. 
Do we and should we send Corin? What? Are you coming with us? No, I have to get married though home. So you're returning to Oshwamp? Yes. Shall we send the herbs that we've collected back with Corin? So that way at least if we don't return they are still in Oshwamp, what we've gathered thus far. Anything that Ethia doesn't need for potential rituals? Okay. Everything else, perhaps, it would be best to send it safely back. Yes. As long as there is a way for him to transport it and for us to continue collecting. Are you well enough to get home? Yes. I'll be fine. How is Marybelle? Any change? Not really, so far in terms of her visualization. She's still asleep. I think it will be some time. Okay, um... Corin, as Nasgrim has alluded, if you would not mind, we have begun gathering towards a ritual to heal what ails Ritora as well as some herbs for the ailment. Yes, I will carry them. We are unsure of what comes next in this journey, but a piece of what can aid is better back home than it is out in the cold should something happen. Where are you going? We have more to collect still. In the woods. And also to the further. In the mountain. Into the mountains, yes. We are still seeking the rotting one, right? Not at the moment. Well, not actively, but... Not on this journey, I imagine. Okay. I move away from... One thing at a time, Nesgrim. Fair. Um. We have to hunt through more of the woods for ingredients for this ritual. What do we have? Can we... What do we have? What do we need still? Seeds written down. Don has the list of everything mm-hmm. that we've collected. Mm-hmm. Um, Should have done this before I came back in. We are hunting for blackroot and blood perch, silver bark, and spellbane. These are anything you've been familiar with, as well as some gems. The black root I know grows in caves 
along the edges of the mountains to the east. Gems, I, I don't know. We've so far found ice diamonds. Ice diamonds. Yes, I'm not Some. much of a swimmer. Mm. We still see. I wasn't until yesterday. Crushed amber, frost agate, chrysoberyl, and likely more diamonds. Forgive me. Hmm. Should you come across any of these things on the way back? Though I imagine it unlikely if you take a direct route. Any amount could help. Certainly. I will do what I can. You said you will not fail. Do not speak with ifs. Say when. When we return, we will collect them from you. All right. I shall ensure that they are safe inside of the tavern. Arthur and Luna know that we are out here. Very good. You said to fell far then. Indeed. Mm. Very good. It is a place that I have never journeyed myself. But I have seen the exterior of the ruins. Tread very carefully. Even the ground itself is treacherous. Understood. Appreciate the warning. Of course. Rock falls and other things on the mountains en route. The pathways on the forgotten road are also treacherous. Paths that are not often traveled tend to be. Yes. Do we have any worry of the black earth in this area? To the north, yes. To the north. Yes. The old silver forests are decayed. With any luck, we won't have to travel that far north. Very good. I would recommend not. The creatures that I have seen there are worse than even this hag here. A last resort, if we must. Yes. Fell farther first. And should you need go to Hunter's Folly, Mr. Eth here, be careful where you walk. You've already heard the screams of the bag once. 
It's not much better there. Thank you. I do believe we need to go there. Anyone but you should enter those waters. Understood. Thank you. I cannot repay you for what you did. You don't need to. I will find you in Felfarthen after I deliver Marybelle. It is the least that I can offer. We will look forward to seeing you again. Thank you, Corin. I will find you. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you would like me to bring from the city for you when I return? Oh, um... I may not be as strong as Vorst, but I can carry some. I'm gonna pull out the canteen with the gross <laughs> mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. If you could... Water. Uh, return this... To canteen. The... <laughs> uh, it's water from the lake. I would not recommend drinking it. It has not been purified. Why are you keeping it? <laughs> Unclean water. For possible growing purposes. You say crime purposes? Crime, yes. Crime <laughs> purposes. Growing. Growing! <laughs> I really thought you said possible crime In purposes. Accounts? Crime. You never know what you're Yeah, it's like, what? That's a big crime. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, I'll give it to Hey, I'm sure she'll know what to do with such if she dirty water. Crime water. If you don't mind returning with the canteen. I'll bring canteen. you a, a fresh water skin. Thank you. Certainly. It, it might make sense later. It might not. I'm... I have seeds. It's... Should we give him the seeds and the herbs then that I do not need? Mm-hmm. It can't hurt. It would be safer in the city. It's mm. probably fair. Sure. We have these seeds. Yeah. Give them the pouch of seeds. If, uh, uh, yes. You could ask Luna to keep those safe. Certainly. Is there nothing else you want? We journeyed out with much of what we needed. Should you catch up to us and fell far, then it couldn't hurt to have additional food. Perhaps some healing potions. That's a lot to ask. Yes. I'll see what I can come up with. I mean, if possible. At worst, I'll take them. <laughs> Please don't steal them, Corin. No, not stealing. Why would I steal? Taking. <laughs> I would take them and make them mine. <laughs> Understood. It's very simple. It's not a crime that way. 
Not the sort of man people say no to. You didn't realize how to get around that horrible code legal? <laughs> you just take the things. That's I'll turn good. to him and just <laughs> borrow? Sure. Possess. Yes. Possess. It's fine. I'm sure uh, you've been doing that. Stand from... correctly. You didn't do- dodge the cold code legal. Yes. In fact, I'm I just going to do this. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of chuckles. Yes. Uh, I did. Not really. <laughs> that wasn't for stealing, though, sadly. It was a bit more public. Uh, had to be there. You don't have to steal anything, Corin. No, I don't mean that I would actually steal them. Good. Okay. Seraphina makes potions and I can just say, Seraphina, give me potions. <laughs> and she will give me potions. And you will take the potions. <laughs> yes, I simply just don't need to pay. Understand? Yes. Kind of the perk about being Corin. <laughs> Sure, there's many perks to being Corin. Are you going by that name again? Uh, you guys used it, so I figured it would be appropriate. It's interesting to have a name again. The name fitting of a father? Hmm. Certainly. I really hope that Mary Bell doesn't wake up and call me Diabolist. <laughs> feel very, very affectionate, awkward, I think. Dadabolist. Yes. Dadabolist. <laughs> that sounds Dadabolist. I Dadabolist. Woo! Dad? Dad. Feels strange to laugh in front of the home of a hag. Yes, perhaps. The sooner we get away from here, the better. Probably. I think we should keep the herbs and give Corin the seeds. I will definitely give you the seeds. We have very little of the herb as is, and three of them I use for my purposes, and the fourth, blood purge, could be useful for filtering poison, and I have no idea what we are going to come across on our way to Felfarthen or inside it, and I think it'd be valuable to have the ounce and a half of it that we do, Are just we in sure? case. We're still missing what's the tree sap, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the we, spell we're, we're missing most of it. We're missing yeah. a lot. We don't mm-hmm. have enough of pretty much anything. Okay, mm-hmm. we're so we're going to send sure. the diamonds and the seeds with him. Mm-hmm. I'm hanging on to my diamond. Okay. Yeah, we have, we have enough of the bones leaf. Pretty mm-hmm. much nothing else. The what? Bones, bones leaf. leaf. We have two and a quarter it's ounces on of that. My list. <laughs> no, the bones leaf is for the element. That's for the element. Mm-hmm. And for Ethier's ritual. Yeah. Roughly, mm-hmm. what time is it? Mid afternoon. Okay, so we got a couple hours. Yeah, you got about two, three hours worth of exploring. If that was what you guys intended to do, and that's before the sun goes down. Mm, I mean, it's overcast, but yes, you would still note that the sun is high in the sky. It's beginning to descend in the west. We should um, probably move away from here and set up camp before it gets dark. Mm. I don't wish to help Forrest build an igloo in the dark. No. Certainly not. Do you need anything for your trip back? Is there anything we can do to help? I don't eat, but thank you. Sounds convenient. What about for Mary Bell? Uh, I can find and hunt for things. 
Okay. You sure? I would not ask for you to part with any of your food. Besides, the journey back will be swifter. It always is. At least it feels that way. Indeed. I also have a horse. What? What? I have a horse. How do you... Where is your horse? (laughs) (laughs) Show me. We definitely didn't say horse. (laughs) Your horse. (laughs) I'm standing there. I I showed you my horse, please, respond. Ooh. I don't usually show all them at my horse. (laughs) You don't need to show him your horse. Oh I my god, he's going to don't see a horse anywhere. We were walking when we found you. <laughs> yes, I was very tired. I did not have the magic to create it. Oh, it's not a real horse. Oh, yes. says, he pulls, so out, pulls out a broom and like starts galloping. I know! <laughs> we, we, we have to go. We helped the wrong yeah. guy! Yeah, this is not good. Into the night, Corbin. <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> oh, God, what, we gave him a child for the soul. Mary Bell oh, wakes, God. Mary Bell wakes up and starts hitting two halves of coconuts. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hurry, Father. <laughs> they bought it. <laughs> what fucking idiots have worked for the Hanks? <laughs> Oh my god. I trust Corin with my life. So do I. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) If that backfires, that's Mm -hmm. fine by me. Right? Uh, What a guy. So not a real horse then. Okay. No, it is a real horse, Nesgrim. Things conjured by magic are still real. We have eaten magic food, Nesgrim. Yes. That's not to say... Just hold Mary down. You know what I mean, sure. You could eat a magic horse. Oh, thank god. (laughs) Been holding. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Somebody want to get this cave? <laughs> I just mean the horse is like, not here. Whose baby is this? <laughs> the hag just sticks her hand out the window. Trying to get rid of the kid. Next time. Here. Don't. Try again. Swipe or no swiping. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not here. It's something you summon with magic. Then. Uh, yes. It's perfect. That's all. I- why are we discussing the logistics of magic <laughs> instead of continuing our journey? I turned into a fish yesterday. I I was yes, just it just and we're walking. Never mind. Yeah, we're I'm really gonna sure say, I'm, I'm gonna start leaving. Yeah, no, as we begin walking away, you watch as Corin just kind of like holds his hand out to his side and just like squeezes. He turns his hand, and you see that there is kind of like a small silver or uh, white gold chain in his hand and he just kind of holds it out and you can see that it's kind of woven through his fingers and you can see it's a small little locket Mm -hmm. and he just holds it out and you watch as he opens his palm the locket is kind of held tightly because the chain is woven intricately enough to his fingers thank you for having drawn the locket sarah yes it is exactly that it is his holy symbol (laughs) it is the locket of him and his wife and you watch as this kind of white light bathes out and he summons a beautiful uh, ivory-colored white horse with, like, light tannish uh, hair along its mane and a tail. Forster. I need to learn that. One more level. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. You'll have a great time with it, I trust you. 
just kind of plants Harry all over. I love him so much. Horse, no horse. He just pulls it back, and you watch as he just kind of like reties it around his neck. Uh, forgive me, but I do not want to risk another sunset or a sunrise, especially alone again. But I will find you in Felfar then. Travel safely, Corhan. Stay covered. You as well. Be careful. Even the plant life grows dangerous as you go east into the mountains. Hmm. Beware the flowers. Orange and pink. They may smell alluring at first. Even flowers will eat you. Thank you for the warning. Mm-hmm. And watch as he just kind of steps up. What did they smell like? What do they smell of? To me, they smell of freshly cooked meat. Stay away from the meat flowers. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Meat flowers. Oh, no. Uh, it wasn't weird until you made it weird. That phrase is off the limits, Glenn. It's fine. Why did it sound like that when I said it? <laughs> Flowers, that's a quote, please. Meat flowers. Yeah, it's specifically Who else but Nazgrim? That is very appropriate. Yeah, you watch as Corrin just kind of like gives you all a soft wave and then, you know, just kind of gently, because there's not reins, (laughs) he just kind of gently pats the horse on the side of the neck. Ugh. Be careful. You as well. We will see you again soon. Yes. Safe travels, my friend. On the light of the fourth day, look west. Riders of Corin! Riders of Corin. Corin. So make us win! I'll, just, I'll throw it towards Yeah, dude, here. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, he watches Corrin just taps the horse on the side of the neck and it begins to turn sl- like slightly to the side. Safe travels. And the horse begins to saunter off southbound. Shall we make camp to the east then? Southeast until we're out of the swamp. And then east to the mountains? Yes. As we can make it before it's time to rest for the yeah. evening. Worst. Who mm-hmm. knows for whatever it's worth in these swamps? I guess on our way then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys prepare. I'll stow my shield again just so I can carry it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys begin to turn to leave. You just hear the door at the hut just. You just see her standing in the doorway. Hello? Oh, Mr. Nesgrim. Uh, I forgot. I didn't give you anything for your dagger. I am very fair, aren't I? Did you remove the mark from her hand? I don't think anything can do that. But what do I know? I'm just an old lady in the woods. I heard you all saying that you need 
herbs. I happen to have many herbs. I did also hear you say blood purge, yes? Indeed. We did. Such a fine dagger. For the name. And you watch as she holds up this small, clear vial. Looks like it's got about three ounces worth of blood purge in it. Oh my. The dagger itself is worth some, but not all. So rare to find craftsmanship of this quality, especially now that I look at it more closely. Just a name. <coughs> and you may have the entire vial. How much is the vial? Like I said, about three ounces in terms of what you're able to see. Looks like a large quantity. Perhaps if we still need it on the way back. Mm. Should you still have it? Yes, can't say I won't use it. Yes, well. Perhaps you'll have something else. Since we've got nothing for the dagger. Mm. We really must be going. Mm. Yes, certainly. Have a lovely evening, all of you. Uh, don't let the woods bite. <laughs> I heard they do that. Yes, they do. Closes the door softly. Mm-hmm. Come on, we're off to see the wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Onward. Shall we? And away we go. Southeast. Southeast? That was the plan, right? <clears throat> sure. Yeah, south east until we're out of the swamp mm -hmm. and then, and then east, east toward the mountains mm -hmm. yeah towards the mountain and hunter's folly is anyone good? updating the map as we go yeah, I'll tell you guys that as far as you guys have in terms of what your estimation would be for the remainder of your daylight you know you've got about two more hours worth of travel especially if you intend to have horse make an igloo for two again Two hours should be enough to get us out of the swamp. Correct, yeah. The swamp itself would only take you about an hour to get out of. Mm -hmm. That's what you guys intend to do. Mm -hmm. South the way you guys came in? Mm -hmm. Yep. Sure. Uh, as, as we're headed towards out towards the swamp, I'd like to uh, just kind of to the group. Uh, perhaps we should make camp at, at the edge of the swamp. Less wildlife to worry about in the night. That's fair. That sure. is a good point. I do not believe any creature would wander into the domain of a hag. I don't know if staying in her domain is the best choice. Oh, 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 on the edge. Even nearby should be enough to turn away the animals and any would-be predators. I, I think that's a good idea. We'll see how far the travel gets us once we reach the edge. She said nothing enters her domain without her knowing. 
Yes, I and don't we... Quite like the idea of her watching us. And we did not exactly leave under circumstances that permitted us to stay. I think we should that... get out of the swamp and head east and decide where to camp in a while. That's fair. I agree. To the south, then. Mm-hmm. Sure. You guys take the same route you went in, so I will say that you guys are capable of avoiding the majority of the acidic traps from the uh, pitfalls from the mud. <clears throat> and after about an hour or so a journey, you reach the southern edge of the swamp and you find yourselves back more at the threshold of the forest. Shall we stay close to the edge of the swamp or continue further south? Uh, is there a pretty stark difference between... <clears throat> Uh, in terms of the edge of the marshland and then the, uh, the the beginning of the forest? Yes, absolutely. Can stay at the edge. It's a landmark to use. Head east. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Forest, is there enough... I'm assuming there's enough snow, right? It's not mm-hmm. like there's less snow as we get closer, or... Uh, no, there's actually more snow as you re-enter into the woods. The acidity okay. of the swamp itself has primarily been melting the snowfall that has occurred in that area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Worst, if you'd like to lead us along, I'll stay at the back. That's fair. Uh, Yellow Mo, would you like to join <coughs> me up front? Keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. Sure. We'll do the hour's worth of journey. Uh, I'm going to say that this is, again, the area in which the wildlife was incredibly uh, sparse, as was the urban plant life in this area. You guys can make the uh, perception checks to see. It's going to be very minimal if we find anything. But for the people who are looking for herbs, you may make the perception checks. Uh, Paul, are you investigating the wildlife in the trees again, or are you doing anything else? Um... Yeah, I would look for wildlife, anything out of the ordinary. I know you said it's sparse, but... Sure. Uh, that would be perception, then, in ter- terms of looking in the area around. Would we know what kind of herbs would be in this area? Which... In terms of herbs that are different, or herbs that have previously been described for what you've been finding? For, like, what specific herbs might show up in this area, from the ones that we are looking for? Uh, so far, you found blow- Bowen's Flower, Teardrop, Molo, and at the edges of here, you found uh, at the Frozen Lake is where you found Blood yeah. Purge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I can try to locate something specific. We. Teardrop is what we have the least of. Teardrop? Alright. We have some. We had some of it. I assume we have some of it. Yeah, we have mm-hmm. a fourth of an ounce. All right. Um, I'll use a cast of locate plants and animals and sure. see if there's any. We said one mile. Is that what we decided mm-hmm. on for that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so roll your burnout. Twelve. Twelve. Very good. No. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, twelve. It was twelve. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so I will tell you that uh, 
because it gives you the definitive locations for within a mile. I will tell you that there is more teardrop east as well as southeast. So directly east from where you guys are, southeast and not within one mile to northwest or uh, like southwest. It does say the closest, so if you want Oh, it's exclusively the closest? It, uh, yes, then east would be the closest. It the direction and distance to the closest creature or plant of that kind. Fantastic, it gives you the distance as well. Uh, east, and it is about 250 yards away to the east. So, I mean, not far at all. I'll point in that direction. Uh, there's some over that way. All right. Thank you, Ratora. Well, head in that direction, see. Sure. Let's see if we, I know it's there. Mm -hmm. to... Are you guys all going in that direction or are we stopping to begin to make the igloo? Are we at the end of our... You guys still have about an hour. Like I said, two hours worth of journey. Two hours is sufficient for him. On t After that two hours, you have the two hours before it's going to get dark mm -hmm. for Morse mm -hmm. to make the igloo. So I will say that you have the opportunity to be able to do that. I didn't know whether or not we were building a larger igloo for Morse or anything else. If we're going the 250 yards towards this next set of teardrop, we can do that. I think that's the plan. Probably get to the teardrop and then camp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm also going to keep my nose open to see if I smell her still. The nose, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to make sure that she's not lingering around. Because we are just outside of the swamp, so. Mm -hmm. No, you do not smell her. Oh, the hag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... We go about 250 yards to the east. Takes us several moments. Uh, Morse, make a perception check with advantage for smell. That's going to be a 10. 10? Sure. Uh, I will say that you get the same odor that you typically get in terms of the... The different leafy density that you get when you smell moss. So that kind of like a uh, little bit more earthy, gritty, dirty smell mm. that you equate with moss. Wet. Hmm? It's like a wet smell. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. From a particular direction? Uh, in the east, in the area in which you guys are traversing. So as you guys are going in this direction, you smell a little, a little bit stronger. I think I smell moss. That we were looking for? Not specifically, but it's moss suggests other plant life. Very true. Suggests water as well, or damp. Mm -hmm. Should sure. be careful where we walk. We are still near the swamp, yeah. I'm gonna go find the teardrop pods with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Treading carefully. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys go about, you know, uh, we'll say that you guys had traversed the first like 50-ish yards before you begin to hit that smell. Uh, as you go another 100 yards of it, so 150 of your 250 yards worth of journey, uh, Yalumlo and Boris, you two are at the forefront, correct? Uh, yeah, I'll say that you guys see through this uh, scattered line of trees up ahead of you, 
uh, you can see an area in which there are varying elevations, kind of like little mounds of snow, uh, about 50 yards ahead of you, where you can see that there are maybe about two and a half, three feet high, conical-shaped mounds in the snow that, as you're approaching, you can see are at varying levels of distance from you. So you see one 35 yards ahead of you, one maybe 37 yards ahead of you in a different mm -hmm. uh, diagonal shape from that. Are they comparable to the conical shape of the, the snowfalls from the trees? Significantly larger. And they are not found at the bases of trees. They're just out and around. Correct. Does there seem to be any pattern to how they're laid out aside from... You don't see these things. Oh, because I'm all the way at the back, right? Just mm -hmm. the two of them see these things. Right. Is it like a sporadic laid out kind of thing? In terms of where you guys are seeing it as you're approaching it, it is on the horizon of your vision. So, I mean, you can see, again, that there are discrepancies in terms of the distance, and they do not feel as though they are a straight, solid line back for what you're able to see. What do you suppose those are? I don't know. I was just about to ask you if you've seen anything like this before. Are you guys continuing to walk, or are you halting at the 50-yard mark? You can keep going. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Okay. Cautious. Two of you still walking forward? Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, yeah. You guys continue upward. Uh, Boris, make another perception check with advantage for smoke. Nat 20, baby. Mm, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, you get the residual embers of a campfire that has recently gone out. You as well get the same odor of death, so you smell blood, you smell leather, you smell the residual ash of lingering wood, as well as that smoke. And you get a faint chill up your spine in the recognition of that same terrifying odor of the chilling creature that killed your people. That same strange, malignant air that lingered in that area. That same noxious odor of a creature stained in ash. A creature that feels as though there is some heat given off by it. You get that smell of ash and blood. And we will end there. Oh, oh boy. Uh -oh. Well, friends, thank you very much for watching tonight. Uh, thank you for the raids and the follows and the subs and everything. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you're new here, make sure you follow us so you can find us again. We stream D&D three times a week. Um, you can also join our Discord community, uh, exclamation mark Discord in the chat. Um, if you're new, we also have a website where we have text recaps of all the episodes in case you're interested in catching up on any of the campaigns, uh, so that way you can hop in when we're live. Uh, we also put everything on YouTube and turn them into podcasts, so you're able to watch uh, after the fact or listen on the go. 
Um, we also have coupons for a bunch of different um, uh, tabletop uh, companies as well. Uh, so definitely check that out on our sponsor page. But we really appreciate you all being here tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back next on Friday evening for the Lost Kings of Adorus, the campaign that I DM at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, and then mm -hmm. Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern for the campaign that DJ Mr. Nesgrim DMs, uh, The Veiled Forests of Orvigo. Our so, three DMs are all... Yes, our th the three DMs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys very much for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Good night. Good Bye, night. friends. Goodbye.